Garth Down the Rabbit Hole contains explicit language and content and is not suitable for children. Promoting anarchy and rebellion against authority. You know how many honey buns nine grand buys? You can kill me in 90 days if it don't work. Welcome once again to Garth Down the Rabbit Hole, a guided tour of the internet's murkiest depths. I'm Dustin, along with uh, Scruff and Garth. How are you all doing today? I'm doing okay. Doing great. I am back and better than ever. Sorry mm-hmm. about the missed episode, guys. I should probably fill listeners in a little bit more. Um, Dustin did a good job in the intro. Epilepsy. Um, the first drug they put me on was really messing with my head, and that's why I couldn't record. But now they got me on a better one, and we are back and better than ever. How you guys doing? Better, uh, better than you've been. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I should say, when they're prescribing the drugs, it's kind of like they're just pulling them out of thin air. And right. the neurologist was like, all right, we're going to start you on this. It's called Kepra. Sometimes people have a really aggressive and like uh, feeling like they're, they're out-of-body experience type feeling. And it's really miserable, but but you don't seem like a very aggressive person, so I think you'll be fine. Which I don't think that's, that's not how, how drugs work. I don't think that's how drugs work, man. Isn't that like saying set and setting? Dustin, it's, <laughs> it's like Dustin. it's like given an given given uh, advice on how to how to take an acid trip. <laughs> Dustin, this is called whiskey, but you don't seem very belligerent. <laughs> you'll be fine. But yeah, I'm all good now. So let's rock and roll. Follow us on Twitter at Garth Rabbit Hole. Email us, GarthOnTheRabbitHole at gmail.com. If you guys are on uh, iTunes, if you want to get in there and give us a good rating, maybe leave a review. We'd appreciate that. Much appreciated. Yeah. Um, we are, uh, for obvious reasons, discontinuing our host of Garth on the Rabbit Hole party with five or more people contest. So don't do that. Let's chat about that. I didn't want to at first, but how are you guys handling quarantine? I'm guessing it'll still be going on when we release this thing, so it'll be relevant. It's boring. Super mm. boring. Are you working? Yeah, I work from home. Oh, yeah, you were deemed essential. Oh, yeah. I'm essential as fuck. Garth, you were deemed essential. I wasn't deemed essential. I was deemed, you can still do your shit from home on a laptop, so you might as well keep doing it. <laughs> but there's no way that I'm essential. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I, I make, a, a, according, according to my company now, my job is to make face masks. <laughs> What did you make you know, before? The thing. Car parts. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, let's run some cloth through instead and see what we get out the other end. No, nah, man, they they mix these machines around. And now we make face masks, which <laughs> has been told to us very much that uh, as soon as this is over, we will lose money making these face masks. So we'll never do this again. But now the face masks are hot. We, we run 24-7. I, I don't know nothing about this quarantine life. Damn. I'm excited to have next two days off. Damn, that's rough, man. It's not rough. It's actually much easier than making car parts somehow. (laughs) Yeah. 
Stay safe. That's what they say. They say stay safe. Put your gloves on. Wear your mask. Here's a thought it's I've exhausting. had. It's thought, exhausting. A thought I've had during all this. So it's a trip. Like nothing like this is ever going to happen again in our lifetimes. So we'll be telling our grandkids about this. But you know how like you can't if you can't pay your rent. This is hypothetical. Let's say I can't pay. Let's say I live in an apartment. I can't pay my rent. All my money spent. I will tell my landlord, and then they will go to their mortgage company and say, this dude can't pay his rent. I can't pay my mortgage. Mortgage company will go to whoever they owe money to and say the same thing. Don't you kind of feel like, let's just do that. Let's just all stop owing each other and stop paying each other and just chill where we are. <laughs> Thoughts? It doesn't work like that. It, why not? It's working now. Yeah, man. You know what the problem is, though? Like, we could do that for a while. And then eventually someone would be like, how come that guy gets to live in a mansion and I don't? Like, that's how that falls apart, right? Oh, I'm sure. Like, everything's cool until someone's like, that guy's got a nicer house than me and he's not paying anybody the same as I'm not paying anybody. Anytime I look up any kind of, like, utopian society and theory that I think sounds kind of cool, it's always like, Satan McEvil's idea that brought down... Blah, blah, blah. And it's always Marx. And it ends Lenin. with a megalomaniac yeah. poisoning yeah, a bunch yeah. of people in Belize. <laughs> so it's always like some cult's idea that, like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll drop it. Have you seen that 12 hundo yet? I haven't. <laughs> I saw some people tweeting about it. Some people got it. Some people really? got it. Yeah. Man, I'm going to be checking that mail, man. <laughs> Get out there. You might have it freshly printed. I- I just download the app so I can bet the ponies and watch them. That's nice. <laughs> Still with, running with ponies? No, oh, no sports to bet on, man. Ponies are all they got left. Damn. And then you got like pony games and like, yeah, they're still racing ponies, man. Who was it who told me that they had a uh, NASCAR race, but it was all of the actual drivers? Oh, they've had they've had a game. couple of them. <laughs> they had one. They had one uh, yesterday, and one of the dudes uh, got pissed off and and. Anger quit the game. (laughs) (laughs) They're talking talking about doing that NBA too, NBA 2K. Having some ballers just sit down with their controllers and playing that. Like that's the same thing. If you're going that far already and having the the virtual NASCAR, throw a bot in there. I want to see Dale Sr. back as a bot. Let's not get disrespectful. Be a crowd pleaser. Who's disrespecting him? In honor of him. I want to see him back on that track. Hey. Article I sent you guys. Shout out to our old friend Kate at Apocalypse Kate for catching us up on our friend, catching us up on our friend Phoenix Jones. Oh yeah, Phoenix Jones. Did you guys see see what old Phoenix Jones is up to? If you haven't heard of Phoenix Jones, listen to our third episode. Fighting crime in Seattle or Portland or one of those heroiny cities. Is he? Because this article. As this article says, Seattle superhero Phoenix Jones charged after undercover drug bust. Oh, drop the mic. And then it says Phoenix Jones was the leader of the city's Rain City superhero movement and would don a black and gold costume with a mask and fake six pack abs. That seems unnecessary for the article and insert himself into incidents of street violence. Once dousing a group of people with pepper spray. That's our guy. Dot, dot, dot. Did he, did he raise all his money? Wasn't he looking for like 600 grand to build a suit? That's going to be my first question. Is I'm cool with meth, but I want to know if that he didn't misappropriate his suit upgrade funds to buy this meth. Let's slow down. You're cool with meth? 
I'm cool with him being he's out there fighting crime. I'm cool with him doing a little coke and a little meth. A little what else we got in his article? MDMA. That's fucked up, dog. Five hundred dollars worth of MDMA. So wait right, a minute. He's a low level he he's a low level drug dealer? Let's do that. Let's hit the highlights here. What happened with uh, with old Phoenix Jones? That is up. <laughs> Says on Monday, Jones was charged with two counts of. It's, his name's actually Fodder. So I paused. Fodder was charged with two counts of violation of the Uniform Controlled Substance Act. The first charge is for allegedly selling MDMA to an undercover agent in November, delivering the drugs in a paper bag to a, in a downtown Starbucks. This is the most Seattle article you could ever have. Who According delivers the, drugs in a paper bag? Phoenix Jones. You think you think he was you think he was wearing a suit? Least discreet thing. I think he only wears a suit at night. I think this is him funding his activities. All right, here we go. Mike. Mike is the undercover agent. So Mike's trying to buy some drugs. Da 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 da. -da. A few days later, Mike texted Fodor to arrange another purchase of MDMA and apparently sent Fodor five hundred dollars through Venmo, the money transfer service. They were supposed to meet November twenty seventh, but Fodor was a no show. Fodor texted to explain he could meet later and then arranged to meet in December. When Mike texted him that day to see if they were meeting, Fodor never responded. Then we have, after Mike was blown off, the agent created a new undercover identity, this time as Laura, and reached out to Fodor on January 6th, looking to buy $225 worth of cocaine. Fodor and Laura exchanged text messages over three days. This is the good part. At one point, Fodor gave Laura his full name and encouraged her to Google him. Laura responded, OMG, I just Googled you. Superheroes are hot, LOL. You really a superhero? It's on and on. Oh, my gosh. You got to be. What are people doing trying to make $250 drug busts? I'm just sad that Phoenix fell so far, man. Yeah, he really went the went to the dark side, didn't he? You go to the end and, well, you know, there is an option that he's he's just planning an even bigger sting on Seattle's supervillains. And he had the show he was. He'd fallen from grace. The end is... <laughs> no, man, he likes to dress up and he likes to sell drugs. This is Phoenix Jones texting that undercover agent again. He says, hey, girl, plan is to pre-party with blow and then whatever <laughs> comes to mind. <laughs> I, I think that would be her texting him. No, because before that it says, what's the plan hey, for tonight? Yeah, 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 okay. Hey, girl. Agent seized four grams of cocaine packaged for street sales along with a scale and empty bindles with suspected cocaine residue in a tackle box fodder was carrying he's got a drug four tackle grams, box that's <laughs> a drug tackle box that's a lot four grams is like nothing though that's barely that's a little bit over an eight ball that's like it's 200 enough. bucks worth of coke it's enough to Who send Phoenix up the river yeah he this this i i feel like he's just like a guy that likes to fight crime have a good time and like you know maybe a little make <laughs> make a little money on the side i'm just saying like i'm not judging this dude on his low-level drug deals. Well, it sounds he like he like stood Mike guy. up. He 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 took Mike's five hundo. Mike was trying to get him arrested, dog. Right. And and then Mike was like, "Fuck it, I'm Laura now." And <laughs> yeah. Immediately got a bite. <laughs> He's that undercover agent has certainly used that same one-two punch to take down dozens and dozens of drug dealers. Mike and Laura. He doesn't. All right, I guess I got to pull out Laura. Laura <laughs> never gets stood up. <laughs> Laura went on to explain her friends from Los Angeles were in town for one of their birthdays, and she was responsible for getting cocaine for the group. <laughs> responsible. Right. Sarah, you get balloons. Laura, you're on. Yeah. <laughs> Laura. You're on blow duty. We're going to need $225 of cocaine bought from a local superhero. <laughs> Got it. 
It's a great article. Thank you, Apocalypse Kate, for catching us up on that. Hey, can I tell you guys a little... Uh, I did one of these a long time ago. I think I called it a life hack. This is more of a, a little gift that life gives you that you have to make sure not to ruin because the instinct is to ruin it on the spot. It's when somebody thinks the right word, thinks the wrong word is the right word. The instinct is to correct them, but then you never get to hear it again. I advise you to just leave it alone. The one I heard this week, somebody thinks the phrase moot point is mute point. A mute point. <laughs> Which I get why they think it. You get, you get why oh, yeah. they <laughs> the word sounds similar. Yeah, and they're like, you know, a muted point. It's just muted. It, it, it's nothing. Well, be fair. That's a really weird, dumb-looking word anyway. Moot. It is. Uh, it's not like it's used in anything else. I can't think of any other good ones. But, one, well, I guess one time I had somebody, you know how a cell in, like, Microsoft Excel can be uh, hard-coded? Like, it's not a formula. It's hard-coded. Right. This yeah. guy thought hard-coated, like a coat of paint. <laughs> Those are the oh, two I know. Jesus. But you got to really prepare yourself for these because the instinct is to be like, what the fuck did you just say? That's wrong. It's moot. <laughs> then you'll never so hear it again. For an embarrassingly long amount of time of my life, I thought the Elton John song, Tiny Dancer, yeah, I thought the words to that song were, good. hold me closer, Tony Danza. Oh, that's awesome. Who fucked up and told you different? I think I just figured it out once the name okay. of the... The name of the song once I once I got somewhat towards adulthood and said, <laughs> like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Why is Elton John singing about Tony Danza? <laughs> That's stupid as fuck. Well, he's the boss. He is the boss. Yeah. I'm trying to think of ones I've had. I, I did for a while the prima donna thing because you don't just expect to have some Latin thrown in there. I think if it's another language, it shouldn't count. Prima donna, like Madonna was the turning point of. I know I'm not alone on that one. <laughs> Oh man, it's good to be here, guys. Nowhere I'd rather be. Where Where else have you been other than your house, just hanging out? Yeah, no shit. Nowhere else. Hey, a house got robbed, not too far from me. Or I should say, it got oh, broken I thought into. You said our house got robbed. No. I was like, still this got was, shit out. No, no, no. <laughs> this was last week. A house got broken into, and the owner beat the shit out of the guy. Oh, nice. It was all over like local news. But here's my question. It was actually my wife's question, right when she showed it to me. Is Who's trying to rob houses right now? You know they're yeah, fucking you know they're home. Everyone that hasn't hit been hit with that 12 hundo, dog. Every yeah. single person that hasn't been hit with that 12 hundo. I did read it because I wanted to know if that was the case. Like, was it dude after toilet paper or something essential that people don't have right now? I love those kind girls. of stories. It makes me very happy when someone gets theirs like that. Yeah, the homeowner beat the shit out of him. And when you look at the news article, it has like a ring doorbell cam. And my theory is that the homeowner was uh, taking a shit because he's got pants like down halfway below his leg and they have his ass bleeped, but beat the shit out of the guy. But it's funny to me that, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, here's what's funny to me about that is whoever put that article together posted this picture of a guy getting the shit beat out of him and then they bleeped out a little asshole. Like that's the part that's not okay for people to see. Man. Yeah. I've been hanging out with so people. I called my grandma last week. It was her birthday. And uh, she wasn't home, which isn't okay right now, but can't tell her. She's, <laughs> she's fucking 92 years old. But it was weird to me. When's the last time you've called somebody with no, like, answer, even an answering machine? Nothing. She just has a phone. So you just have to fucking, I had to decide when I was done trying to reach her and hang up my phone because it just <laughs> kept ringing. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Landlines. No, I'm, yes. It reminded I'm, me uh, of it. That's 20 years ago. 
I can remember that there used to be like an unwritten rule of like seven rings. Just give it seven. I feel like everybody had a at least had an answering machine. Right. Oh, man. When you, way, when you way eight, back. Nine? No. You got to go back to when we were like eight or nine years old before people had, or before everybody had an answering machine. Tell and it 20, would just ring. Years ago. I could have just let that ring for hours. Nothing would have stopped it. Where you at, Grandma? Grandma. Might be at the grocery with no mask. Might be just dead. Oh, God. No, she's fine, man. She's, she still mows her own lawn. She's 92 years old. She fucking, okay, now I got to tell a story about my grandma. This is from, it, it happened this year. A bat flew into, like, I don't know where it was, and, like, her, her, she has a little, like, it doesn't matter, a little porch area, and then it got into her main house. She fucking went and got a towel and smacked it to the ground and then wrapped it up and threw it outside. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Grandma's not afraid of anything. What's the rabbit hole we're going down today? Oh, man. You ready? Let's do it. I don't know. You got any other thing to toss around? What else we got? Well, I don't have his 12. I don't have 12 hundo. I want to see that 12 hundo. I want to catch yeah, I don't that know shit. About that. I, I swear. I've I, seen I can't even talk. take you to the craps table because all these casinos are closed. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's exhausting. Why can't they just close two out of three spots on the craps table and play with the six feet rule? <laughs> you know, two to a craps very... table. Isn't that a good idea? You have million dollar ideas sometimes. It's and good, that's man. one of them. I guess you're all touching the dice. They got yeah, plenty of plus, dice, though. Do we have a good one? Do we have a good one today? We got a good one. Suck in that belly, Garth. We need you to fit down this rabbit hole. Dustin, you're coming, too. I'm ready. Belly. So here's what we do. If anyone's new, we give out the URL of a certain internet destination within the murkiest depths of the internet, and we tour Garth through it. Garth hasn't been there. This time, Dustin hasn't been there. Just old scruff. So come with us. Escape the coronavirus blues by coming with us down the rabbit hole. Once you've seen what we've seen, you won't be afraid of the virus anymore. <laughs> All right, this time, we are taking a little vi- advice from ourselves. Did you guys like the Piece Together episode from last week, last month? I thought it turned out great. I thought it turned out I great. Liked, Wasn't it nice? I liked it. It made me miss there. Lindsay. But we had some good stuff in there. I had forgotten I most of that stuff. stuff. I had, that's what made it so much fun. It was all from like back in 2018 and shit. But hey, because of that, we are going to take some advice from ourselves in 2018. And oh we are going to visit inmateblogger.com. You gotta be kidding me, man. We're doing we're doing a whole suite. We're doing a two. Well, we won't do more than two. We're doing a two episode suite. We are now on inmateblogger.com. Get there and tell me what you I see. Don't, this is why do we have to go so dark all the time. It's like it's every single dark. time. It's the murkiest steps. You mean murky? Yeah, What's I, another word for dark, Garth? Murky. Come with us. Inmateblogger.com. Tell me what you see, Garth. I see a dude in handcuffs because he's locked up. That has never scared me, the dude mm-hmm. reaching through his cell. My mistakes yep. don't define me. It yep. looks like keys locking up. A, this is society's version of beauty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fuck this. You're reading a bunch of random little banners. Can you scroll down and start with welcome? 
You want me to tell you what the inmate blogger serves for different purposes? I can give you a few. Let's hear it. Well, it helps inmates open up through the power of writing. Okay. It gives family and friends of these inmates a chance to read about their journey. Mm. Their journey? Their journey is being locked up. This is bullshit. <laughs> it gives right, doctors, gonna... researchers, students insight into the criminal mind. It gives society a glimpse into real inmates' life, their past, and their rehabilitation process. Go on, scrub. Uh, and their rehabilitation right. process. Blah, blah, blah. It shares stories of innocence. Yeah, we I know it does. Full of yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> nothing. We're going. Only guilty man in Shawshank. It shares a <laughs> real look within the prison system. It offers inspiring stories of change. All right, you did miss the thing right after welcome. Dustin, if you wouldn't mind reading that paragraph, it'll give us the high level of what we're looking at here. This site is a collection of blogs written by inmates. It serves as a platform which allows them to share their stories, their opinions, their struggles, and their inner thoughts. You can lock up a man, but you can't lock up their mind. (laughs) I believe that the therapeutic power of writing can be a great source of rehabilitation, growth, and healing. This platform is free to all inmates. However, donations are greatly appreciated. Guys, I am going to ask that you stay with me at least for the beginning of this tour because I think it's going to make a better episode. I would like to start by scrolling down to the person who created this. There's a picture of her. It says, hi. Hi, my name is Susie Bosco, and I am the manager of this site. I give inmates a voice here on inmateblogger.com. If you have any comments, please leave them below, or you can email me at inmateblogger at gmail.com. For more information about me, please visit susiebosco.com. So there's a lot about her. She wrote a book. She's really nice. That nice little intro, the mission, it makes it sound like a nice not-for-profit, and you, you kind of think, oh, these nice people, you know? Maybe the inmates will take good advantage of this and put some really nice content out there, blah, blah, blah. The next thing I'd like to read is under the category murder. It's the second post, and it is, Army of the Twelve Monkeys Seeks Lawyer to Stick It to Fascist Fuckweasels Murdering Free Speech by Sean Swain. <laughs> No one's rated it. You're like, oh no, they're a bunch of criminals. <laughs> first rate, rate number one. I will say, guys, I need you to be very, very careful to not accidentally rate any of these and put us on the map. Also, okay, listeners, let, before we go any further, last episode, I went through and I cut out all the last names of all these inmates for fear that the episode would be transcribed and they would Google, eventually Google themselves and come to our podcast and contact us. I don't know that I'm going to do that again. We fancy. Oh, no. You might have to. I I might just bleep them or whatever, but bottom line is, listeners, just be cool. Can you just be cool? All right, moving on. Dustin, you want to read that whole article? We are only going to touch on Sean. We're only going to touch on Sean Swain, and then we're going to do a bunch of other stuff, and we're going to end with him a little later because he is something else. (laughs) I like the one right right after Sean is just the subject is, I'm in prison for murder. (laughs) 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 Okay, man, we get it. Like he's shouting it out. Somehow they did. They're like the one of only people that didn't go with all caps on their headline. I'm in prison for murder. Put it on your blog. Filed under murder. (laughs) Like, all right, man. (laughs) We we know. All right, this guy. Once again, the title of this of this manifesto is. Army of the Twelve Monkeys seeks lawyer to stick it to the fascist fuckweasels murdering free speech. <laughs> yeah. The army, uh, the army of the Twelve Monkeys, a registered unincorporated association and animal time enterprise. Out. Wait, time out right there. 
What is a registered unincorporated anything? <laughs> Go ahead. Association. Go ahead. Sorry. I won't interrupt. Uh, the Army of the Twelve Monks is a registered unincorporated association and animal expert, uh, a- animal enterprise has anarchist prison Sean Swain as its authorized agent. A sociopath named Trevor Matthew Clark, ODRC <laughs> counsel, has stolen mail from the Ohio Secretary of State to the Army of the Twelve Monkeys authorized agent. <clears throat> So the Army of the Twelve Monkeys is preparing three civil actions in each of Ohio's 88 counties for the value of those stolen items, estimated at a million dollars each. That's, <laughs> okay. 200, that's 264 <laughs> civil actions seeking a total of $264 million. Because Trevor Clark will soon completely silence Sean Swain and cut off all his communications in order to prevent Swain's successful litigation of these actions, the Army of the Twelve Monkeys needs a lawyer, a real lawyer, the kind of principled firebrand who will drive these fascist fascist free speech murdering fuckweasels to suicide. (laughs) Swain now has funds from the sale of his book, Last Act of the Circus Animals, now on sale for an amazingly low price of just $5, making an excellent Christmas gift. <laughs> Any attorneys interested in leaving a smoking crater where these fascists plot their state terror should contact Sean Swain's support folks at seanswain at riseup.net immediately. Doesn't that just make you wish that you were an attorney so you could get in on this? Sincere, uh, signed, Sean Swain, Department of Corrections number A243-205. <laughs> Wow, I think he's we should got, talk it's about got one. It's got one rating, and it's a four out of five stars. <laughs> it's not perfect. Should we all talk about our favorite parts? I feel like we've just seen an awesome movie. I'm already I, into. I still uh, don't understand. Somewhere else. So he, somewhere else. Me and Dustin are going to talk about this. You can play around, but this was enjoyable. My favorite part is that he's seeking two hundred a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. Stolen mail from the Ohio Secretary of State to the Army of the Twelve Monkeys authorized agent. So a lot of these have a similar – a lot of these blog, blog posts have a similar thing in that they are a very long, complainy article about – what we have here is a lost piece of mail because they're not very organized in the prison system, right? Yeah, it's just the uh, – it's the <laughs> Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Correction. All right, let's go back. Like I said, we're going to do some stuff, and we're going to circle all the way back to Sean Swain, and he will be the remainder of this episode at about the hour mark. But right now, we're going to go back, and we're going to meet up with wherever Garth went. Garth, where'd you go? I went several places, and I, I can't remember right now. Uh, Garth. Currently, currently, what, motherfucker? Currently in my off. category, poems. I'm at poems right now. Poems, okay. We're going to follow Garth to poems. You know what? Let me start you off with a little poem, Okay. I'm just going to read you this poem, and then you can tell me the title of it, Garth, okay? I'm going to start with one part of this poem, and I'm going to give you guys, either of you, $10,000 if you can guess the title of this poem without going and reading it yourself. Love woke you up too early like the sun's on Bitch ass ando and turkey tacos. Pay me, bitch. Is that a guess? You nailed it. This poem is called Bitch ass ando and turkey tacos. (laughs) Read the poem. It's a decent poem. There's nothing wrong with this poem except the title. It's for Stephanie. It's love woke you up too early like the sun's unwanted kiss warming your sleepy cheeks. You got up, closed the blinds. It goes on and on. But I need to get in his head. I want to... Leave a, this is from March 31st, 2020. This was not long ago. 
Bitch Ass Sentinel and Turkey Tacos by Jacob. Hey, where are we at? I stepped out for a second. Are you kidding me? You missed a good one. Where are we at? We were in poems, but right now. Poems. Okay, poems. Dustin, hey, wait, Dustin can play the game. Dustin, he stepped yeah. out. Okay, Dustin, don't go anywhere. And Garth, do not interrupt this time. Dustin, if you can guess the name, the title of this poem by a prisoner that I'm about to read to you, I will give you $10,000. <laughs> Love woke you up too early like the sun's unwanted kiss, warming your sleepy cheeks. You got up. Close the blinds. It was a day self-defeated to the championship of loneliness, a war only won by the youth of peaceful old age. Do you have a guess, Dustin? I'm guessing what the, what the name guess? of the poem is. Is, it, is it Bitch-Ass Endo and Turkey Tacos? <laughs> Damn it! Why owe you both $10,000? Yes, it's Bitch-Ass Endo <laughs> and Turkey Tacos. Parentheses, a poem. All right. I got one more rule before I turn you guys free. It's go back. I think you can go anywhere. But on the right... You have choose an inmate's name and read their posts. I want you to hit that drop down. And I want you to go to Brian. I'm uncomfortable dealing with Where's these the, psychopaths. It's the search bar? Is that where we're? Yeah. If you go to the right, it's not yeah. really, no, no, not the search bar. To the right, it's a drop down that says choose an inmate. I got the only Brian here. Let's see what happens. Brian Matthews. So the I, rest, I thought we were. The reason I'm doing this is it's a good transition from our 2018 episode where we read this guy's dating site and he said he yep and he said you can find my writing on inmateblogger.com that's how we got here so this is brian let me know when you guys are here i'm here we're gonna pick a few of these so i want to point out one thing here on the homepage with the person who created this site they have the line that says note Inmates do not have access to the internet, which means all the stuff that's on here, somebody has sent to her and she has typed it out or somehow transcribed it and gotten it as blog posts. So it's hilarious to me that all the way through July of 2019, everything's typed. And then in December 2019, she started saying, fuck it. And it's just pictures of whatever these inmates sent them. (laughs) It's just pictures of typed paper because she stopped typing all these Oh, yeah, you're right. Right? That's wild. In December, she's like, fuck it, I'm done. So whatever kite or whatever she gets, it's just a picture of it. Let's do a little bit with with Brian, and then we'll go back to some of the real good stuff. So if you remember, Brian was bragging about how he's constantly suing the Department of Corrections. Yeah. He did. He didn't. This might hit home. Scruff. He did hit. Another, he assisted another prisoner during seizure while correctional officers stood around watching. Oh, shit. Let's hear it, Garth. Where is it? There it is. And, yeah. Garth, you want to read it to us? This is from July 2019. Jason M. is a prisoner serving time in Washington, D.O.C., currently housed at blah, blah, blah. Well, hang on, hang on, Garth. You're not giving us the full effect because with every blog post that Brian puts up, he also picks a song for you to listen to while reading it. His pick is Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. So we're going to have to cue that up first. Now you may read. Oh You've got to be kidding me with this guy. You may read. Go ahead. He, too, started his adolescent life misspent and with all the wrong influence and factors present. Gangs, drug, alcohol, guns, etc., etc. 
After a few smaller offenses as a juvenile, he graduated right into the adult system with second-degree murder charge and a conspiracy to commit first-degree murder charge, and was convicted for both. I don't know how to say that word. Concommitted. Does anyone yeah, know how to say that word? You're on Concommittedly sentenced. <laughs> Communicated. Oh, cozy. I mean, brought it down. Uh, I brought it down to a sentence, a cozy 503 months in prison, fights, drugs, investigations, tattooing, an impressive array of knuckle-headed behavior marks his first 10 years in his first 10 years in oh, prison. God. I don't, I don't know if any of that read. Yeah. I think there's just a psychopath that I do want to say a lot of these are about him suing for various reasons. This one says Washington Department of Corrections pays nine thousand dollars to prisoner over one kite. Garth, you know what a kite is, right? Yeah. I'm familiar. It's uh there's a small little note that prisoners pass amongst themselves. Right. So I'm gonna read what happened here. And the song is going to be Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. Hey, Scruff here. Uh, I couldn't find that one. Not for free, at least. Here's uh, Danger Zone again. Keep in mind, he wrote this, and then the the person who runs the site transcribed it. In something akin to a heroic fable, one prisoner in Washington State is holding DOC accountable to the law. Brian Matthews, and then in parentheses, surprise, it's me, made a public record request to the Washington DOC for a copy of a kite I had previously written. WDOC told me that the kite didn't exist and refused to give me a copy of it. I politely, I politely persisted and told them that I believed it did exist and that the law required them to hand it over upon request. Blah, 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 blah. So they offered me $7,000 to settle the case, and I countered with $67,000. They countered my counter at $9,000. So he got nine grand. So he sues the Department of Corrections over and over and over. And dude, we have his this, most- this dude makes more money than I do, apparently. I want to read the title of the most recent one that wasn't. The most recent one was actually transcribed because the title is hilarious to me. Washington prisoner settles suit with attorney general and Department of Corrections for $2,500. Prisoner agrees not to sue again for one year by Brian Matthews. (laughs) Dude, we offer you $2,500 if you just give us a year off, man. What do you do with nine Gs in prison? Imagine you buy whatever the hell you want. Right, but you're not allowed to spend that money. Yeah, you. I guess you. You know how many honey buns nine grand buys? Awesome shit. You can probably get some butt drugs too. Oh yeah, man. Garth, I want you to pick. Oh, actually, I'm going to read a disclaimer about this site. Garth Dustin, if you'll come with me. Disclaimer is one of the bars at the top. We should have read this right away. Let me know when you're there. Disclaimer. I'm here. Disclaimer. Disclaimer, these blogs are written, get ready to take over for me, these blogs are written by actual prison inmates who have been convicted of breaking state and or federal laws. Dustin, do you want to read the least accurate paragraph anyone's ever written following that? (laughs) This disclaimer prevents any law enforcement agency, prosecutor, or corrections authorities from holding any specific person accountable for further punishment or incarceration for the contents of the blogs which are posted here on this site. It super, super doesn't. What are you, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's ah, evidence. You, you can't make something not evidence. 
I watch enough murder shows now. Anything you put on Facebook, they're going to hold up there. And like, you can put that all you want, but it's still going to go shown to a jury of your peers. Right. <laughs> they're right. going to decide if you lying or making something up. I think the topics we need to hit are there's three of them. I think we need to hit yeah. racism, success, and violence. <laughs> I'm going to write these down. Where are you? <laughs> it says it's in, in racism. Yeah. Or at the bottom, it says. This morning on the news, I heard how Ben Affleck tried to get a PBS show to hide the fact that he had slave owner in his ancestry. What? Whatever Affleck is thinking, one of the talking heads said that he could see how Affleck would be ashamed of that. Ashamed? Why? Ayn Rand said that racism provides uh, a pseudo self-esteem for men who haven't earned an authentic one. The point is that we shouldn't be taking pride from something that we had no control over, that we didn't earn. But it works both ways. I find my ancestry interesting, but I don't take any pride or guilt from anything that my ancestors have done. The only thing that gives me pride or shame is my own actions. <laughs> huh. Like, I guess I shouldn't feel this way because it's obvious, but all of all of these articles seem so unnecessary. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I guess, of course, they do. They just need something to do. And poor Susie, up until... December 2019, she typed out all these. She's probably got a pile of all kinds of random, like, slips of toilet paper and things that these were all written on. I went over to violence. Okay. One says, bocce ball, violent sport? Oh, God. <laughs> I, wouldn't let, I wouldn't let inmates have those. Those are heavy balls. Yeah. Yes, in prison, everything eventually turns to violence. Yeah, right? Pitch Ascendo and Turkey Taco. <laughs> I think we have a. I think we have an episode title. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on prison life, and I have here "Letter to Governor" by Stephen Moore, and it, it is it reads like a letter to the governor. So I don't know if he actually meant for Susie to mail this instead of typing it up in the blog. <laughs> we'll go and read it until Garth's back. Dear Governor Northam, first let me apologize for taking up your valuable time. But what I'm about to say is very important to me. I'm an offender at Nottaway Correctional Center. I'm sure my concern will be Trevor to you. Trevor to you? My, it's probably supposed to be minor and it was scribbled. But it means a great deal to myself and other offenders. My concern is JPay and the equipment and service that it provides us through them. The kiosk that we use is way outdated. Parentheses. Quite honestly, it is junk. I understand Nottaway is an old compound, but it's not that hard to upgrade it. Let me give you an example. I just left River North Correctional Center. In a 20-minute setting, I could download 120 to 125 songs. Here at Nottaway, the most I've downloaded is 31 in the 20-minute period. That is unheard of. Wait, why do you need why do you need 31 songs, more than 31 songs in 20 minutes? He's got more complaints. Garth, hold up. Sorry. <clears throat> He's complaining about, about prices at the commissary also. How can they charge the prices they do? Most compounds do not have enough jobs for all the offenders. How can we afford a $217 13-inch TV that even if you could find one on the street, what, maybe $39 if that? I'm sending you copies of our commissary and property list. Oh, this poor guy. He thinks the governor's reading. Like, that's outrageous. <laughs> he thinks he's making the governor's list of stuff to address. No one cares if you have a 13-inch TV. Dude, you're an inmate. <laughs> All right, Garth, uh, we, did, we did racism when you were gone. Where to now? We already, we already skipped racism? 
I'm assuming the blacks don't like the Mexicans and vice versa, and the white people yeah. don't like anybody. No, it's blah, something blah. about it's actually it's something about Ben Affleck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really. Yeah, he got Who the brunt. Of it. He got the brunt of it. We're gonna do one more of these, and then we're gonna hit the big guns. Do we want success or violence? Let's let's go success. I like success. success. Yeah, there's enough violence out there. I mean, I dude, I, I would. Go with sacrifice, but I feel like we've already hit Sean hard enough. That's a different Sean. We can go with it if you want. Oh, let's do. I'd no. rather do. I'd rather do the first one. Life is what you make it by Keith Brooks. Let's hit that. Can't stop, won't stop. He's selling three books and a link to his social media called Chaos Lock. Gonna hit that real quick. How do you release two music videos while in prison? That's a great question. And right. four new albums. These are just raps that he like did. Two. Okay. What else we got here? His new album is East Costa Nostra. I'm ready for the big guns. For the culture. <laughs> Dustin, are you still there? I'm. I'm in success. Success is the best revenge. Youngstown, Ohio. One. Why don't you give that a read, Dustin? I'm going to have to substitute some words. All right. You know what to do. So I was doing some, so I was doing some thinking about the people who I'll be dealing with when I get home. And it made me think about the people that had played me to the left while I've been in here. So yesterday I hollered at my ex-wife slash baby mama and I just had to ruin her day. Laugh my fucking ass off. I only did it because I don't plan on speaking to her again before I get out. And when I do see her, I'll be shining. It's funny to me that her and a few other females I was messing with when I got locked up are worse off with the N-words they chose over the years. than Ninjas. They Ninjas, there you go. That they would have yeah. uh, been if they would have just wrote it out with me. The coldest part about it is they really think that I really want to be with any of their stanking asses when I get home. <laughs> For real. Let me give you the stats on the kids real quick. One had six, one had three, and that's the one I was married to. Another one had three and one had two. The one with the two is the one that kept kept it all the way 110% with me. She got down in the trenches with me for 14 years straight, and 11 and a half of them was my first 11 and a half in prison. Jeez. She went out and got married, but we talked about it before she did it, and I gave her my <laughs> blessings. <laughs> she came back around after two years. And this time, I was the other man. <laughs> I also gave her my blessings for her divorce, too. <laughs> oh, God. He wasn't okay, me, we- so it didn't quite work out. We're still friends, but them goes, <laughs> but them other ones, I hope they keep some tissue close by because I'm shitting on them when I touch down. It's a real oh, motherfucker in this situation, <laughs> but females tend to let that itch down south make them think that a real motherfucker locked up can't do nothing for them. While these oh, ninjas, while these ninjas, <laughs> they shake us, while the ninjas they shake us for don't do nothing but beat them up for their puss, <laughs> beat them for their purse, beat their asses, and fuck up their credit. <laughs> Then they think a real right. motherfucker want, want to get home to a bitch with all that baggage and wear and tear. For real. I'm not going home to nothing I had before I came in. I'm not even going to make them think I'm going to downgrade because that's exactly what I'll be doing. With that being said, I'll leave you all with this. Success is the best revenge. Shit on them. Ha. 
That was oh, from God. Ramon. Can we, can we address the fact they're talking about success while they're in prison? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good what, point. What does that even mean? What have you succeeded you in? I, Morgan Freeman, you can get people shit. Two things, though. I want to point out, number one, that poor Susie typed all that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That was given to her oh. on prison paper, and she typed it into a nice blog post. Number two... Weirdest thing to me in that whole thing is who divides up time in 11 and a half year segments? I mean, All right. You ready for the big out guns, of, guys? Out of 14. Can I, can I, I, I want to hit something by Wendell Parker. All right, let's hear it. And then, dude, we, we can't hold off on Sean Swain any longer. We're going to be mad that we wasted time. Well, I just got tired of the bullshit with this place and them stopping our class, our count being late. So we end up not doing the class. And I'm like, look. I'm not going to be paying 400 bucks, $400 bucks, and not getting my classes. Ain't it crazy how it always some something or someone that is trying to, nah, this, sorry. All right. It, it's time, it, guys. It, it, it's good, but like this Wendell Parker, I mean, DOC 748. <laughs> hey, we started with Sean Swain. We need to go back to him. I want you to go to uh, Anarchist. Wendell, Wendell Parker got some real shit, but. I want you to go to Anarchists, and as you're dividing up your time reading these, I want you to keep in mind that this guy also manages two websites that we need to hit. I'm in select category. Is there Anarchists from there? Here, you want to yep, hear about uh, this guy talking about his, his buddy Seal, who uh, was, was a pimp in prison? All right, let's hear it. A pimp in prison. <laughs> yeah. Where are you? Hey, guide our Pushing listeners. up that booty. So it's, it's in... Uh, it's in success, and it's called right. The Hustle. Garth, you asked how, what they were succeeding in. I didn't, I'm answer. not going to read this entire thing. Um, but you can push out booty. Garth, paraphrase, or uh, Dustin, paraphrase it for us. So, um, <laughs> by the time I met Seal, he had an institutional monopoly on the prison sex trafficking industry. <laughs> he would literally send out homosexual inmates or punks anywhere and then and just about everywhere to turn tricks. In cell, shower, supply closets, in the kitchen, on the yard, you name it. Their primary customers were typically lifers and those who after two or three decades broke weak and wanted to get their fleshy fix. Seal always kept six to seven employees on staff and each were doing multiple jobs a month. Then after each job, he would collect $60 to $100, not a bad profit when compared to the typical $50 gratuity for full-time work. What's more comical than the homosexuals' working names, i.e. mocha latte, lollipop, peaches, and precious, <laughs> was seeing the way that these old school cats' noses were wide open as they tried to satisfy their flesh. Uh. To, to each their own, but 19 years old, I lost respect for these men, not because of what they were doing, rather because they would scream out homophobic slurs off their tear one moment and then be tongue-kissing and laid up with a man next. Prison has taught me to be tolerant of the differences that make us uniquely us, whether another's actions correlate with my own upbringing or preferences. Don't get it wrong, though. Seal was running a business, and as a true entrepreneur, he recognized a void and found a way to fill it. (laughs) Again? a real entrepreneur. Again, we need to remind everybody that Susie is hand-typing all of these, (laughs) (laughs) having received them from these inmates. So now I can't decide. Do we name this episode... Bitch ass endo and turkey tacos or fleshy fix? I don't like either. I don't like anywhere where this is going. Me neither. Boy, we hopefully I don't that's like the bottom. Prisoners pimping out other prisoners. That's kind of gross. 
All right, let's go to anarchist. Jesus. Anarchists in categories, and we're going to read some. I'm stuff. already there. State Sean terrorism Swain. works. Okay, let's just do a few titles first. We have State Terrorism Works by Sean Swain. We have FreeOurBrothers.com by Sean Swain, which we'll be going to. And then we read the third one. Do you want to cut to the first one and read us the title, Garth? This is new to me, but anarchist prisoner call out for legal counsel to facilitate communication with the outside world. Overcoming fascist fart goblins, illegal <laughs> obstructions. What? Oh my God! Fart goblin, fart goblin. Ryan Applegate in so. the WCI mailroom is at it again. These fucking idiots. Right. He, he, he intercepted mail. He intercepted mail from anarchists on the basis that they are anarchists. All right, we got to hit this guy's website. The only way for me to get around these is like illegal out. Illegal, I can't say that word. Fuck Allegations? You. Sean. Illegalities. Illegalities, yeah. sir. I can say that word in real life. All right, should we hit up Sean's websites? I mean, I guess. <clears throat> okay, How do you so get this... to this fucking idiot? I... Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> Maybe I will bleep his last name for you, Garth. Where's his website? April 12, 22. Okay, his first website Corona is... don't get me, Sean Will. First website is freeourbrothers.com, which I think you should open in a new tab. Freeourbrothers.com, and we'll get to the website campaign managed by Sean. This is one of two websites of his, and it's not the best of the two, but we're going to spend a little time here. Once either of you get there, read me the subtitle, the second headline to freeourbrothers.com. It's not hitting me with anything. I'm counting on you for this one, Dustin. What? What? I'm here, but what? What section are we in? Can you just read the second title? The first one is "Free Our Brothers," and below it in quotes is "Campaign to Stop Modern Day Slavery in Colorado, Demanding Equal Rights to the Underrepresented." So I can just tell you about this campaign he's running. It is him claiming that the state of Colorado is making money off of all of its inmates. <laughs> Which I don't know a lot about. Yeah, the that's, system. that's kind of how it works. No, I'm I'm pretty sure it costs money to have someone in prison, right? For sure. Am I wrong? They don't net any money. It costs money every year per prisoner. That's why it's an issue. The release of illegally held citizens. Colorado state prosecutors have been taking shortcuts in order to pack the prisons with inmates and by denying civil rights, holding out lengthy sentencing and bypassing state and national laws in order to maximize their conviction rates. We want and demand that these citizens are released as they have been denied their civil rights and are being held illegally. Anyone being held illegally is considered to be a slave, according to the U.S. Constitution. So this is his first website. The better one I'd like you to go to now is seanswain.org, S-C-A-N-S-W-A-I-N.org. So again, seanswain.org, S-E-A-N-S-W-A-I-N. I start typing it in, it goes to Sean Swain 2020. No. <laughs> org. So now we have Ohio, Ohio lands. So apparently he is now fighting injustices in Ohio because that's where he was transferred <laughs> for the rest of his prison sentence. What do we got here, guys? So, uh... SeanSwain.org is promoting anarchy and rebellion against authority. Yep. Garth, are you here too? 
I am at SeanSwain.org promoting anarchy and rebellion yep. against authority. And I see his picture, and he is not what I was expecting, but afterwards exactly what I would expect. Got a do-rag on, white guy, long white beard. Where to, guys? Well, it's just a-, a shit grin smile. Big old smile. Like he, he loves being incarcerated and doing this shit. Right in Buckingham Correctional. Play around here, guys. We're going to spend, about 20, min- We're gonna spend about 20 minutes here. So, so far, he's been to three different prisons. 27 years of incarceration in the state of Ohio. Stay solid, Sean. <laughs> Figure out what he did. The reason he's locked up for 27 years. I'm assuming murder. I can check that later if you'd like. I want to read some of his posts. Okay. He got the flu in February. He held his toilet for two days. Yeah. We have Sean's back at the OSP Youngstown. So he writes a lot of these as though it's supporters of his writing them. Oh, here. A few supporters were able to get over to Youngstown and in to visit Sean in mid-February. Sean seemed in good spirits and good health. While at Warren CI, a certain... Fart Goblin in the mailroom continued to mess with Sean's mail, but no such issues have arisen in the month or so back at OSP, and his phone access is up and running. Sean is, however, still without email access for some reason. A couple of interesting developments have also occurred at the Ohio Department of Rehabilitations and Corruptions. Director Gary Moore has retired and threatened to move to North Carolina to, I don't know what that, consult the NCDHS which oversees prisoners there, blah, 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 blah. Well, no, I'd like to tell you about him, if I okay. could. Let's hear him. If you go down later, he's on a hunger strike. We'll get to that, though. Sean Swain, that's the guy we're talking about, yeah. he's a hostage held by okay. a lawless rogue state calling themselves the state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. He has been held without legal conviction or sentence since 1991 for self-defense killing of a court official's relative who broke into John's oh. home and threatened his life. What? Uh, yeah, he got screwed. Where's this? I need to read it. It's, it's about Sean. About Sean. About Sean Swain. So we found out what he's in for. It sounds like he killed the relative of a court official. Oh, God. Well... Dustin, where are you? Did we lose Self, you? Self-defense. He's in there since 91 for the self-defense killing of a court official's oh, relative oh. who broke into Sean's home and threatened his life. You know how court officials' relatives are always breaking into homes. Right. <laughs> Dustin, where are you? Uh, I'm reading his article entitled, Russian Hackers Not Alone in Bringing About the A trump Anarchist Prisoner Reveals Role in Causing 2016 Election of Donald Trump. <laughs> Can you read us the whole article, please? Oh, it's it's far too many pages. Okay, but basically what he's saying is, uh, I ran for president in 2016 as a write-in <laughs> candidate, and some very cool folks even printed up some t-shirts with my face on them. One of those t-shirts got famous on one broadcast of the major network news after Trump's election, when a rebel who just shoved a dumpster into the street turned, and while her face was covered with a bandana, my face on her t-shirt was not. I remember the journalist narrating that this rebel was one of the Hillary supporters. Not quite. At any rate, my run for president didn't really take off. Go figure. I promised to deliberately sabotage everything and end the United States government once and for all. (laughs) But I wasn't the only Ohio candidate. John Kasich, the governor of Ohio, had tossed his hat into the ring as a Republican contender. Kasich, 
a diehard fascist fuck weasel of the absolute worst variety is one of those city bank Lehman brother predators who continued to bounce from the private sector to the public sector and back again. The kind of really sleazy opportunists who fist fuck everybody not rich and powerful and privileged. <laughs> what makes him far more dangerous than most fascists is this guy can talk like a Democrat. If you didn't know better, you'd think that Kasich is right up there with Pope Francis and Mother Teresa and his love for the poor and mentally ill and the drug addicted and homeless. By the nonsense that pours out of his suck hole under his nose, Kasich is a walking kumbaya moment. I, I okay. want to read. Go ahead. Uh, you you guys have to get to uh, about Sean Swain. Where? Well, hang on. About First, I Sean talk, Swain. I want to talk a little bit about his hunger strikes, man. He's writing these as though someone else, this says, from friends of Sean, we have not heard from Sean in a week and have received word via a proxy that he is six days into his hunger strike. We've also heard that Sean is facing repressions of various kinds, such as false conduct reports, unnecessary cell changes and limitations of his communications. And then we have from friends of Sean, we have gotten confirmation that Sean from Sean that he is off hunger strike and has been in negotiations with the warden. Thanks to those who called and otherwise reached out to support Sean. That solidarity means a lot to its continued well-being. Sean is currently facing increased scrutiny and repression from the Department of Corrections in retaliation for his published writings, including loss of privilege and possible increase in security status. On October 1st, 2018, Sean ended a 29-day hunger strike. Okay. you got to imagine <laughs> like all these... All these... Scruff. Where are we going, Garth? Wait, Dustin, say, say yours first. Well, I'd say you got to imagine all these prison workers, like guards and the warden and everything. You're like, oh, what? He's doing what now? God Jesus damn it. Jesus Christ. Like this they care if he eats his food or not. <laughs> Go to About Sean Swain. All right. About Sean Swain at the top. Come on it. Can we read you, it? Does it start with Sean Swain is the hostage? The hostage held by a lawless rogue state. All right, stop there. Stop, stop. Scroll down two more paragraphs and start okay. with what he's mounting. Read Sean that is mounting. Paragraphed. Sean is mounting his most recent run for governor of Ohio in 2018. And it's a link. If elected, he promises to decommission the Ohio National Guard, empty Ohio's prisons, empty Ohio's prisons and turn them into squats, recognize Native American land rights and set forth by the Treaty of Greenville, arm the tribes with National Guard weaponry to include tanks and attack helicopters, <laughs> refuse to sign any budget causing the government to shut down and sign an executive order making it legal to assassinate him if he remains in office longer than 90 days. <laughs> I can't believe his campaign didn't take off. How about you guys? Uh, this, this psychopath. I promise to empty the prisons. You can kill me in 90 days if it don't work. It don't work. <laughs> <laughs> the stated war has started. The state started the war. Sean Swain intends to finish it. <laughs> Dear God. I would feel a lot better if we looked up how long he was in and it was longer than the rest of my natural life. <laughs> it was like 27, isn't it? You can order a copy of The Last Circus Act. Animals, written by Sean, published wherever books are sold. And no, it, it certainly is not. Available on Amazon. No, it's not, because I tried really, really hard to find <laughs> it and sent one to each of you. Slug category. Sean's mail. 
Fuck Weasels, Ryan Applegate, Ryan Dolan, and Antonio Lee continue to terrorize Sean's mail. <laughs> Can you terrorize mail? <laughs> it just never ends. On February 16th, mailroom fart goblin Ryan Applegate. He's like a six-year-old. <laughs> mailroom fart goblin Ryan Applegate, whose personal war against all anarchists' literature made him globally famous. Really? Sent me another notice of withholding. This notice indicated that what was being withheld is a CD. And it just goes on and on and on. Okay, and then we he lists out all their names and their phone numbers. Check this out. <laughs> He's doxing them now. Yeah, as best I can tell, these are the fascist fuck weasels and fart goblins responsible for trying to fuck my life right now. Chief Inspector Antonio Lee, whose phone number is listed, <laughs> Council Ryan, blah 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 blah, and then Mailroom Fart Goblin Ryan Applegate, extension eight four two five two. He really hates the mail the mailroom guy. <laughs> Uh, probably envious. Warren Shady 380 forbids anarchist prisoner from contributing to books for publication that could help kids. <laughs> sure, so, right. so Swain did it anyway and said Shady can fuck himself. <laughs> I'm sure those books are very helpful to kids. Ran for governor in 2018. You ran for president, man. You skipped right to president. Oh, Sean. Stay solid. He ran, he ran for governor in 20, 2006 as well, but nobody even knew about it other than his close friends. You guys then think, he ran in 2010, and he got at least eight votes. You guys, <laughs> then I ran in 2010, and I got at least eight votes. Eight, vo- eight <laughs> votes. Well done. You think that's electoral votes or, or vote votes? I think that's vote votes. Hey, how long do you think his hunger strike really held out? Because I'm doubting 29 days. Two and a half. Yeah. Probably got hit with some ramen, maybe a Snickers bar. <laughs> Prisoners are constantly suing the places that hold them. I don't have anything to do, man. Yeah, no shit. That's what I found Lindsay. What was the one we went to before? Let's see if we have any Lindsay's on here. Looking for any Lindsay, you dummy. I don't remember her last name. No, Lindsay. Sorry, bud. She's not on here. Probably already out. Starting a new life. Probably a farm. White picket fence. Yeah. I think we can go back to the main site and just look at actual blog posts by Sean. I think some of these are pretty good. And then we'll wrap it up. Dustin disappear again? No, I'm here. you, Dustin. He's reading. Oh. There's a whole other thing about him not being sent that same CD. War and Corruption Fuck Weasels Take Mail Theft to a New Level by Sean Swain. It's about what you'd expect. What is this is all basically, basically the same thing over and over again. He, he got <laughs> some rights taken away because he listed all those full names and phone numbers of all those people, <laughs> of all those prison guards. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up. I want to read a little bit about uh, the founder again because I want to get in her head. If you go to the main site on inmateblogger.com, you can click on about the site, suzybosco.com. She married a dude in prison. Yeah, let's hear a little bit about her. Stephen and Susie were married in February 2014 in a prison prison visiting room. Susie created a WordPress blog for Stephen in 2013 titled Stone City Blog, where he could share his incarcerated journey and also help promote his ebook. Stephen loved writing and blogging his thoughts for his friends and family as, and the world to read. He could truly feel that his voice was being heard. Blogging helped change his life and felt a strong sense of connection to society. 
it created a community of support around his writing, which inspired him to be the best he could be. Stone City blog is no longer available, but the one I'm reading is book description about the book that Susie wrote. And it says, so I'm confused. Tell me if this is the same guy she's talking about. When Susie married a man in prison, her life was thrown into chaos. Verbal and emotional abuse wreaked havoc on her mind, her heart, and destroyed her self-esteem. Suffering at the hands of a narcissist and at her wit's end, she made a choice. It goes on and on. So my question is, she married a guy in prison and then suffered this abuse from him? That's yeah, what it I was wondering like. the same thing. Because then it's kind of weird to me that she's like, let's open a few more portals for other people to people like. Let's, let's start a site and let other prisoners blog. Why not? Well, girl knows what she likes. I can respect that. Okay. It's odd to me. Or is she just bad at writing, so she wrote up? There's also well, that a man in prison. Why would you marry someone in... What do you, I don't understand why you would marry someone in prison. That doesn't make any sense. Dude, a lot of people do it. I, I guess you would have to be that lonely. Is that the idea? Or is it like uh, you have an emotional connection with them and then you fuck on the side? I was. She really did. She just. She really did start that. Start that whole thing after marrying that guy, and then he was supposedly narcissistic and abusive to her, and so she. Shocking! The guy. The guy in prison is an asshole. She shocking. So then she goes and hikes the. She divorces him and hikes the Pacific Crest Trail, (laughs) and wrote a book, and then started a blog where people can read and potentially start contacting similar prisoners. Isn't that weird to you? Yeah. She's I'm a not psychopath. connecting these dots, Susie, but I will plug your book for everybody else. It's called Uniquely Unlocked by Susie Bosco. I'm going to have to pick one of those up. Uh, that's a weird fetish. Donations. If you feel inclined to make yeah, a donation. not doing that. It'd be fairly, very much appreciated. I have change on my coffee table. I wouldn't give you, Susie. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> After 27 years of incarceration in the state of Ohio, Sean Swain must oh, bid on fare thee well to the former wardens and jailers. Sean has been transferred to the Commonwealth of Virginia. I like how wherever Sean goes, he starts he shit. Starts a battle with that state. Like, ah, fuck. Colorado, Ohio, Virginia. All three of them he tried Ohio, to take he down. He didn't really try and battle with. He just tried to become the governor. <laughs> he tried to take it over. Here's another question. On the right of Sean's website... There is a picture of a billboard that I'm trying to figure out if the picture is obviously photoshopped, but I want to know if the billboard's real. It says, Sean Swain, you are the resistance. I don't think any of this guy's stuff is real. Sean Swain radio. No, I don't hear any of these. Is this another Sean Swain website? How do you start a website in prison? You, you probably get like that 30 minutes off where you get library time or some shit. You don't have access to the internet, though. That's what Susie said. Apparently, uh, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not doing field research, I can tell you that. <laughs> no. Let's take Sean's word. Update on Sean's condition. Have we done that one? Still old, stupid, white dude with a beard. Yeah. Yeah. Got you, man. Is, is this from his hunger strike? He's off his hunger strike and in negotiations with the warden. You're As a, a bitch April. if you ever go off his hunger well, you got to go off them eventually, don't you? No, that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. You get the thing you want, or you die. That's that's like that's that's the whole well, point. Was, of his, the was he trying to get released? He couldn't have, have imagined no that was going to happen, right? 
Imagine if the end game of your hunger strike is, I'm really fucking hungry, guys. <laughs> Fair enough. Mailroom fuck weasels attempt to av- How many times have we said fuck weasels on this episode? <laughs> what was the other one? Fart something. Fart goblins and fart, fart goblins. I hope my family's not overhearing me. <laughs> attempt to yeah. avoid lawsuit dot 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 by stealing it. In la- everything, every complaint about, about lost mail. In late November, after Warren Corruptional, mailroom fuck weasels stole my incoming mail from the Secretary of State. Yeah, sure. I wrote up a lawsuit. The Army of the Twelve... Have we figured out what the Army of the Twelve Monkeys is yet? A thing that he made up? Yeah. The Army of the Twelve Monkeys versus Warren Correctional Institute, along with a motion for a restraining order, and sent that into the Warren County Court, or so I thought. Here it is early January, and the Warren County Court Clerks hasn't so much as answered any of my letters inquiring what happened to the lawsuit. It's quickly appearing that Warren Correctional Mailroom fuckweasels aren't the only ones stealing my incoming mail. So he thinks his incoming mail is being stolen because he hasn't heard back from the Secretary of State. You got it. <laughs> In late November, okay, I'm not going to read it again, but that's basically the gist of most of his complaints is, I wrote to the Secretary of State, it's been three months, no reply. Fuck weasels. I asked Tom Brady for an autograph, and he didn't get back to me. Bet the fucking fuck weasels at the mailroom stole it. Okay, we've had enough, guys. And we're done with prisoners. We're not going to keep this prisoner suite going. Unless Lindsay gets back to me, what was that site again? What was the site we originally went to? Why don't you listen to episode 14 and find out? 14? That was like episode... Oh, yeah, you're right. That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Garth down the rabbit hole at gmail.com. At Garth Rabbit Hole. Total, babe. Till next time. See ya. Take care. I miss you guys. You too, buddy. Stay safe.